Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are going to be continuing our study through the book of Philippians. And I am excited today as we're going to be looking at the book of Philippians. And we're going to be looking at the concept of of really looking at how God can use bad situations for the furtherance of the gospel. And I think this is something that is incredibly important for Christians to look at and to remember and to realize that when the devil comes to attack you, God can turn that attack completely on its head and he can further his gospel. He can embolden the saints. And of course, he can get glory even in the midst of some of the greatest attacks. But let's read Philippians chapter 1 once again here this morning. And it says this, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think of this for you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness. How greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. In this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment that you may approve the things which are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Jesus Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are in Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard, to all the rest, that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. But the former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice and will rejoice. For I know that this will turn out for, the, for my deliverance through your prayer and the supplication of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now Christ also will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this will mean the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart which is, uh, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. That your rejoicing for me may be made may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, and that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. 
and not in any way terrified of your adversaries, which to them is proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here that is in me. Well, the verses we want to focus in on here today are verses 12 through 14, and it says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident of my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now we see here, first of all, what has happened to Paul? Well, he's under house arrest at this point in time. And of course, eventually he does make his way to Rome and eventually he is executed for Christ. But at this point in time, he's under house arrest. And this is a, a prison epistle that he's going and writing at this point in time while he's going from place to place, uh, going and being judged uh, or really kicked to the next person to go and to judge as he's appealing his way all the way to Rome uh, to stand on trial, which, of course, being thrown in prison uh, for the sake of preaching the gospel is never something that we would say, hey, that is, uh, that, that's, that's a, a good situation to be in, that you're wrongly imprisoned, that you're wrongly put under house arrest for doing the right thing. Now, it's good, of course, to do the right thing, but we also can realize that this is obviously an attack of the devil. This is an attack of the devil. This is a persecution that has come up against the Apostle Paul. And, you know, it might be easy to go and to look at persecution when it comes into our life, to look at difficulty when it comes into our life, and to go and to say, oh, man, I'm just going to back away. Everything's bad. Oh, woe is me. Nothing is good. But the Apostle Paul goes and says, now, hold on here. I want you to realize that though the devil meant to use this against me as harm, God turned it on its head. And because of this, I have a different mission field all of a sudden. Paul's a missionary, of course, and he's saying, look, I have a different mission field all of a sudden. Now, the gospel has been preached to the entire palace guard. The gospel has been furthered. And I want you to realize that when trials come into your life, an attack from the devil, just a difficulty of life, because, I mean, we're, we're not— we're not guaranteed to not go through trials. In fact, we're guaranteed to go through trials. I want you to realize something. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to further the gospel. The question is, is will you take that opportunity? Will you throw a pity party or will you do what's right? When difficulty comes your way, will you go and further the gospel? Because the Apostle Paul the gospel didn't further simply because he was arrested. It furthered because he proclaimed the word of God. It says in Romans uh, that, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how shall they hear without a preacher? You know, it comes through this way specifically of somebody going and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so the apostle Paul didn't go and say, oh, woe is me. I'm so, so wrongfully in prison. No, he started looking for opportunities to go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then it continues on, and it says, And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. 
And this is something that is incredibly important to understand. When you do what is right, when you do what God has called you to do, it doesn't just impact the person who you're sharing the gospel with. It doesn't just impact the person that you're directly ministering to, but it also starts to impact those who are around you because they become bold. They become more bold. Wow, you're sharing the gospel while you're in prison. Why can't I share the gospel when I'm not in prison? When it's less intimidating of a circumstance. You know, I remember a story, one that really impacted me as a, a, a person growing up, a young person growing up. And that was the story of a lady in our church, in the church that I grew up in, named uh, Jackie Thayer. And she was just a wonderful, wonderful lady, just a faithful woman of God. Her and her husband, Lloyd, were uh, just incredible, faithful, faithful people. Uh, in, in fact, they had an incredible ministry where they would go and they would send birthday cards uh, out to pretty much anybody who had ever come into uh, the church that I grew up in. And I mean, they were sending out hundreds, if not thousands, of birthday cards a year, um, just just sending out these birthday cards. And uh, they always sent out cards if if you were sick or something like that. If you missed church, they would always go and send out a, a card uh, to you, just an incredible, incredible ministry of encouragement. And uh, she would, I, I mean, I could tell you story after story after story about Jackie Thayer, but uh, but the story that I want to tell you was the one um, one just before uh, she went home to be with the Lord, and it was that she fell down and she broke her hip. And this was ultimately the thing that uh, led to her um, departing this earth. And the story goes that while she's in the ambulance being driven to the hospital, there she is, this little tiny old lady who has a broken hip and, you know, obviously excruciating pain. And if you've ever been in the back of an ambulance, you know that they don't believe in shocks in an ambulance. I mean, uh, I, I've ridden in an ambulance with a broken femur. I, I can I, I can attest to how miserable this must have been for Mrs. Thayer as uh, she was, was being driven. And I mean, just every bounce, I can tell you that you feel it with excruciating pain. And the story that came out of that ambulance is that she was sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with these people. She was telling them, I don't care what church you go to. The question isn't what church you go to. I'm asking you, do you have Jesus in your heart? That's what she was going and doing. And I can tell you that has impacted me in my life because I think about that and I still think about that often. And it hits me and cuts me to the heart in my situation. What I'm in, I don't have a broken hip. I'm not in excruciating pain. And yet am I gospel-minded enough to share the Word of God, the Word of God that saves to people and say, look, I'm not asking if you're, if you're a religious person and in this, I'm not asking that. I'm asking, do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? You know, that has emboldened me in my life. And though I'm not a perfect witness by any stretch of the imagination, I miss opportunities 
I can tell you that I've hit a lot more opportunities because of the example of Jackie Thayer. And so I want to remind you of that, that when you are put in difficulty, when you're in the midst of a trial, are you going to take the opportunity to share the gospel? And when you do that, do you realize that the gospel that you share, it might not just impact the person who you're telling it to, but somebody else might hear about that story specifically if you're in a difficulty, specifically if you're in the midst of a trial. And it might embolden them to share the gospel. Think about the multiplication and the fruit that can come and how Christ can be lifted up and he can be preached and proclaimed. So today, proclaim the gospel in the midst of trials and be emboldened by those who do preach the gospel in the midst of trials. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it, the song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith is all